the Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Daniel Craig, from Bond to Benoit Blanc. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Man, oh man, we are ending this year with a bang. Some really great guests on the podcast. I am so thrilled. And a lot of first timers, whether it's Chris Hemsworth, Adam Sandler, Kate Winslet last week, and now... Man, Daniel Craig, been on the list for a while, have not done a ton with Daniel over the years, some stuff, but certainly nothing like this. This was another one of our great live events at 92NY, a sold out crowd, about 800 people cheering on Daniel. They had just seen Glass Onion. Uh, this was a special night. Now, first, let me, let me just get out of the way. This is a non-spoiler conversation, so if you have not seen Glass Onion yet, fear not, except except there is one moment in the first 10-15 minutes I do call it out. I say a little spoiler warning, so just listen up and then skip ahead about two minutes. It's a brief section, it's not going to ruin the movie for you, but there is a little spoiler section and, it's, and it comes on relatively early, so just keep your ears peeled for that. Beyond that, this covers a lot. Beyond the Knives Out movies, which you know I love, Glass Onion, by the way, is on Netflix December 23rd. You'll be able to check it out for yourself and enjoy. Of course, we dig into James Bond, and he is so refreshingly candid and open about Bond now. I feel like he is more open than ever, kind of without the weight of the world on his shoulders, frankly. It also helped that this was at the end of the year, after the press cycle was over. He really didn't do a ton of stuff like this. This was kind of the biggest thing I think he did, frankly for Glass Onion, and I'm very honored to say that. Uh, and we also got to, a chance to dig into tons of aspects of his career, whether it's the influence of his mom on his, his life, his, uh, you know, his extensive theater resume, early film work, even Tomb Raider, Lair Cake, Road to Perdition. We touch on a lot of things. The Star Wars role he had. Do you remember that? He played a stormtrooper, of all things, in The Force Awakens. We have a lot of fun talking about that. The Marvel rumors that were circulating in the last year. Uh, a lot in this conversation. I think you guys will enjoy a rare extended conversation with Daniel Craig. Uh, other things to mention, you guys know I'm obsessed with Avatar. Yes, I hope you are too. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you enjoyed it in a big, on a big screen where it belongs with the high def 48 frames, the whole 3D thing. I hope you guys dug it as much as I did. If you haven't checked out the Kate Winslet conversation, please do. I'm working on some other stuff, hopefully in January. Keep your fingers crossed for that. If you also want to check out my interview with Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington, that's on MTV News' YouTube page. If you want early info on all the stuff I do here, the access codes, the uh, discount codes, the first announcements, that's Patreon for you. 
patreon.com slash happy sad confused that's where you're going to find all the good stuff and of course if you just want to watch a video version of this and why wouldn't you want to stare at daniel craig for an hour go to youtube.com slash josh horowitz give us a, a subscribe you won't be able to miss a thing okay let me take you back now a couple days ago a lovely evening a cold bitter evening but we were staying warm 800 plus bodies having enjoyed a early screening of Glass Onion, and it didn't hurt that we had Daniel Craig in our company. I hope you guys enjoyed this one as much as I did. Here's me and Daniel Craig. Uh, hello, everybody. Good evening, New York. Uh, welcome to a very special Happy Sad Confused Live. Um, I have been privileged to host about a dozen of these this year, uh, 2022, and we are closing it out in the right way. Uh, this is a very special night. I hope you enjoyed uh, your special screening of Glass Onion, guys. How amazing. Uh, I'm obsessed with this movie. You can hate me if you want. I've seen it three times. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch it three times when it's on Netflix very soon. Don't worry. Um, as I said, we are closing this year out uh, in fine fashion with an amazing guest. Uh, you guys have sold out this amazing space for one man tonight, and we are very grateful for it. It's going to be a special evening. He is an amazing actor on stage and on screen. He goes by many names. He's been known as Mr. James Bond. He is known, of course, as Benoit Blanc. <laughs> Two movies down, hopefully a dozen more to go. No, uh, no pressure, Daniel. Um, please give a giant New York welcome, a 92NY welcome, to first-time guest on Happy Sag Infused, Mr. Daniel Craig. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. What a welcome. That's just incredible. And thank you for staying out. It's getting late. <laughs> School night. <laughs> it's warm in here. It's cold outside. Right, true. <laughs> true. A uh, free movie. They're happy to that's be here. Great, yes. Is there a free bar? <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel, thank you so much for the time tonight. Uh, I have a lot of tough questions for you. I can just say mm -hmm. to you one sentence, buttress your feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> buttress, I will. <laughs> um, this, uh, this movie is amazing. We're going to get into Glass Onion and many things. But first of all, we're in New York. Can I call you a New Yorker? Do you consider yourself a New Yorker? Yes. Mm -hmm. been, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been 12 years. I mean, it doesn't make me a complete... I mean, yes, I'm a full-on full on New Yorker now. 800 this is, people this is have home. embraced you as a New yeah. Yorker tonight. And I'm very happy. I'm, um, but wh why New York? Why? I mean, obviously, I, I always say, if you love London, you love New York. They are twin cities. There is a kinship there. Uh, why have you made your home here? Um, I came to do a play here a few years ago in, on Broadway with Hugh Jackman, and it was always exactly he deserves a round because <laughs> he's still doing a play. It's not the same play, but it's still going on downtown. What a run! I wow. know. What a run! Um, and. I always sort of had a fantasy of coming to this amazing city. Um, 
I'd been, I'd visited, I'd, 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 I'd played, I'd got into trouble, I'd done all sorts of things. <laughs> and I realized, and I just, I, it, was a, it was a fantasy. It was a, it was a, and, and I came with the play and stayed, and I never really went home. Yeah, and you've, uh, well, we'll get to, I mean, the amazing way you've balanced theater with a very busy day job, if you can call Bond being the, Bond the last 15 years of day yeah. job, but uh, it's amazing yeah. the amount of uh, output you've been able to do on, on our stages here. It's amazing. Mm. Um, okay, let's talk Glass Onion first of all, because this, this is fresh in the minds of this audience. This is a great movie. This is exactly, uh, I don't know. I was just saying, I, I was just standing backstage, and the fact that you guys were getting this is just makes me so happy. I was just like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> really. I, you know. It was, when, when the gags land, there's nothing better. <laughs> you know you have literally the best job playing Benoit Blanc in the universe. You get every day to act with a different set of amazing actors. Mm -hmm. You get to go to the greatest locales in the world. You get to recite Ryan Johnson's amazing writing. Mm -hmm. um, you get a fun accent. I mean, what more can you want in a character? Daniel. A hump? I don't know. Some oh. false teeth, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, a true actor. A true actor. Would, I, um, I, listen, it's, I, I can't believe my luck. I can't believe that I've spent 17 years of my life doing that other thing. And it's like, which has been pure, <laughs> glorious and wonderful and all of those things. And for this to fall in my lap, I just couldn't have expected it and it's uh you know i have ryan to thank for that and his faith in me and you know he he showed me the script and i was i laughed for knives out i read the script and laughed out loud and, and said really are you sure and he was like yep this is it and here we are we're well, one number two <laughs> and there's definitely gonna be a third we know that and perhaps more we'll see we'll see so um <laughs> And no trepidation, because at that time, you were obviously still playing that other character, we, we may or may not mention, um, of jumping into another ongoing character. Well, uh, listen, uh, we didn't know. Right. We genuinely didn't know. We had a movie um, when we were filming in Boston. I think there was a day where we had this little fantasy about, where would we go next? I said, somewhere warmer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was purely fantasy. You just, you don't know. I mean, and, and, and we were all too long in the tooth um, to, to make those sort of predictions. You can't expect, I mean, the movie's just, you know, a failure. You don't do another one. That's how it works, apparently. <laughs> one of the fascinating things about this character and, and the role that Benoit plays in these films is he's not necessarily the protagonist, really. Right. He, he, he really isn't necessarily the hero of these stories, with no. all due respect, sir. You no, are no. a hero Thank to you. me. Uh, but Keep that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> more, 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 more. Yeah, yeah. Just say more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and it's interesting, we don't know much about his backstory. No. It's being doled out very, in very small increments. I think that's important, though, don't you think? I, 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 I feel like with all of those, I mean, you know, I, watching uh, Peter Eustner play who, Hercule, I'm going to get the name wrong, <laughs> French accent's useless. Um, he, he sort of appeared from somewhere right. and, you know, solved the case and then went to somewhere. And we didn't really know where that was. And, and that, I think let that, the audience make that imagination. Yeah, and right, I think that yeah. mystery is important. Yeah. I don't think it's, it, he's not the center of attention, but is. And it's like, it's that, and I think, you know, what Ryan does so brilliantly is that apart from writing it and directing it and all sorts of other things, he casts it so brilliantly yeah. and gets these bunch of people who we want to watch, despicable though they may be, 
they're glorious and delicious and, you know, just we, we want to spend time with them. And Benoit's there to sort of, I suppose, wrangle them in some way, yeah. you know, listen to them. But it's funny because it is counter to a lot of what I've heard from actors over the years who like want to write the backstory and want like just extensive. You don't need you don't need want well, that. Way know. too much to do to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what enough my function my play. is. I the accent. It's a nightmare. That's enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that say everything? I mean, yeah. it's, no. I, I yes. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like it, I, I I kind of you know he's, he should be an enigma. We, I don't think we should. Just don't want it. I don't think he's, I don't care what he did when he was 12 years old. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know. The adventures of young Ben I mean, People, people can make it up. I'm very happy for people to sort of make it up. So that's like, you know, but I'm, I'm good. So, uh, one spoiler alert for those that are, are listening to this podcast now. If you haven't seen the, the film, watch it before you listen to this. But um, we do see a partner in his life we played do. by a gr another great actor. Um, I guess my first question is, was his sexuality ever discussed on the first Knives Out? Was that important? Did it matter? No, it didn't. It just kind of came about in a very natural way. And, you know, and then you said yes. And <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to live with, you know, him? <laughs> I mean, uh, Whose idea was Hugh? Was it Ryan's? Did you mention it? I think it was Ryan's. Yeah, I think it came up. Um, and I was like, if I, you know, he said it mentioned it. I was like, please, if you'll do it, that'd be great. Um, you know. And of course, it was sort of COVID, so um, you know, I don't want to kind of give it away, but we kind of, you know, we had to shoot out, clearly shoot out sequence. I couldn't, you know, he, it was shot on green screen, it was shot all over the place because it was a last minute thing. So, but it works, and he's so good in it. Just no, it's me. perfect. But he's always brilliant. So perfect. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the physicality of this character? Because so many of your roles rely on a very unique physicality. Obviously, again, that other character we'll mention maybe later relies on physicality. <laughs> but every time I watch this movie, one of the times... It's vodka. That, it's not, <laughs> I hope so. It's available if you need it. Um, wow. <clears throat> one of the, t the moments that makes me laugh so much is just you scampering by a pool. Just the way... Scampering. <laughs> And it is a scamper. That. It is a scamper, you're right. Um, <laughs> how, I, I don't, is it refreshing to kind of play somebody that isn't as sure, as sure of themselves, phys, uh, physically speaking, this time around? Like, what do you, I, you said I need to know about this. I'm not sure of myself physically in real life. <laughs> so all I did in Bond was just like, like I just close my eyes and hope for the best. Um, I, yes, it's, it, I'm a huge, I mean, there's a certain bit of, with the costumes, Jenny, Jenny Egan's costumes, which are just glorious in this movie. Um, and she, yes, <laughs> she's just, they are just like, I mean, and I just said to her, I said, uh, to catch a thief and Jack Tatty, and she went, yep. <laughs> and that's where it kind of started, and I'm a big fan of Jack Tatty, and not that I'd ever get anywhere near to that, but it just that kind of sort of physicality I, I, I enjoy a bit, little bit of, and, 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 and certainly, you know, um, it, it, it becomes part of it, and the costume kind of helps, but yeah, I mean, the, in answer to your question, yes, I like scampering. <laughs> that, whew, that was there, odd work. There's our, there's our big headline of the night, guys, <laughs> yeah, exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys have just seen Glass Onion, but let's take a look back at a scene from Knives Out, uh, one of the many wonderful moments from that film, uh, that involves uh, a conversation about a donut. Uh, let's let's take a look at Knives Out, shall we? It is an unmovable fact that I killed Harlan. Yes, you did. Yes, he did. Yes, you are. But but I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut, and what you and Harlan did that 
fateful night seems at first glance to fill that hole perfectly. A donut hole in a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer. And when we do, we see the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. Mark, look, I understand that this is amusing for you. Why was I hard? Why would someone harm me? Someone fishing for a crime to reverse the will, Blanc. Come but on. I was hard before the sealed will was read. So, so yes, the person must have known the contents of the will. But one step further, that same person must have known a crime was committed. And further, if the intent was to reverse Marta's inheritance, they must have known that Marta was responsible. An intriguing combination of factors. Someone who knew what Marta did, wanted to expose it, but could not reveal how they knew. Fran, she was blackmailing me. She knew what I did. Yeah, but Fran wanted money. Ugo, she did not want the crime exposed. Well, there's someone in the family had observed Marta doing something suspicious. But they would have had no reason not to speak up. The answer is not so simple. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot is made of the accent. Did you feel out on a whim the first days on set? Did you feel like this? Fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis standing in front of me and the rest of these brilliant actors. And they're just all like, come on then. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, here we go. And you know, yes, that part of the game, isn't it? That's what I gotta, I gotta step up and do it. D does the comfort level ever kick in? Like, that's two movies in, does it feel like I've got this and obviously the audience responds was, to it, it works with the character, it's... To a level, but I, I, a certain level, but I, I just, I was really nervous when we came back to this one that it was sort of, I'd be doing an impression of that. <laughs> right. and, and I was like, oh God, that would just be terrible and it would be like a pastiche of what I'd done. So I just got back to work, I just, I'm at three months out, I just, I have a great voice coach, Daniel, who just um, basically we just sit and get back into it and just sort of get it back into my body. So, and then <clears throat> I tend to speak it. Um, that vodka is terrible. Um, <laughs> quite a good, um, but not Belvedere, obviously. Yeah, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> Some terrible, awful brand. Um, is um, it, is I speak it on set most of the time, and then everybody's speaking it. Uh, right. So, so we're all speaking like Benoit Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Who does the best, the second best Benoit Blanc on set? Clearly, thank you. Yes, Catherine. Um, <laughs> I covered Catherine Hahn. Ah, oh. the brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Catherine Hahn. I mean, the... yeah. a beam of light in the universe. She's yes. a delight. Yep. Um, so, oh, oh, there's a lot of talk about different films or projects early in your career that could be considered the big break. I feel like I consider Oliver, obviously, your big breakthrough as a child, right? That's what really... Oliver. Oh, yes, God, Jesus. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, were, you, were you Oliver? My first line on Oliver? stage, there's no one in there now, because I was second policeman. Oh, so pivotal role. Pretty great, actually. Um, <laughs> um, and then I, I think Mr. Sarasbury, which is like, I had to sing a song as well, which is for anybody who's heard me singing is like really not very fun, but anyway. <laughs> was that the first and last musical? Have you? No, I then did a musical when I was in the thing called the National Youth Theatre in London when I was 16, yeah, 16, um, which was a musical version of Night, uh, called Night Shriek, which was a musical version of Macbeth. 
oh. which was, yeah. <laughs> but it was so bad, it was great. <laughs> it was like, it became a bit of a cult hit because it was not good. Flush that out of your system, the musical I, I mean, The thing is, I can't count. Well, I, I so always I, hear you say that. What does that mean? Well, it, well it's important in music, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so I'd have this, I'd, I, you know, I, I, I'd, I'm singing. I mean, I'm so nervous. It was just like the most, I mean, the most terrified I've ever been. And I had to do this big walk down, and um, we had a, 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 an orchestra underneath the stage, and we had these little monitors back in the day, which these black and white monitors, which were just like this big. And I'd have to sort of walk down, and, and the, the, the conductor would just be like, "Now!" And I'd go, oh, 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 no, no, no. And if I missed it, I'd have to kind of walk around the stage three or four times till I could get back to the same. But it was just awful, awful, awful. But, but, you know. It's good to know your limits. It's good to know your strengths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By now, you'd think I'd know them. <laughs>you mentioned that your mom was pursuing acting uh, like she 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 had a, an yeah. interest in acting was she, yeah she did she didn't I she only told me this about maybe 10 years ago she actually got to RADA when she was 18 um, which was incredible I mean back in it uh, back in the day um, but she didn't have any money to go so she couldn't go so but she ne she'd never mentioned that to me she never expressed when you were pursuing it because I mean you would no. think that's amazing mm -hmm. what did your what did your parents take the most pride in when your career took off? Was there a moment that you remember them? Me paying my rent? <laughs> yeah, I get it, yeah. Um, I, were they, they worried about you? Been, were they... they were always incredibly supportive, and I think they saw... I mean, I left school at 16, and my grades were... I mean, I didn't have any grades, so it didn't... Mean, so <laughs> I was just a lost cause, but I was very... I wanted to act. Right. So as much as they could give me support, they did. Um, and my mother kind of sort of kicked me out the door, really. I, I, I grew up in, a, in and around Liverpool, um, and this was sort of the early 80s, and it was incredibly depressed, as like many places were, and there weren't a lot of opportunities. So she said, you've got to go to London, you've got to go and do this, if this is what you want to go and do. So without, you know, she kind of gently kicked me out. You, you mentioned National Youth Theatre, which, mm. from what I gather, was an important part of your Very, yes, yeah. your, your uh, development as an actor. Um, you've also talked about how like, you had a problem, perhaps, with authority as a young man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm, my question is, how did that jibe with, I, I assume, a rigid kind of um, teaching style at the... <laughs> well, no, it wasn't teaching, but what it did was it just, it, you know, part of being an actor is turning up on time. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're sitting here waiting, it's not great if someone's late. Um, and it, it instilled a discipline in me that I, I wouldn't have gotten very early on a discipline, but also a collaborative, the collaborative effort that goes into making, uh, doing theater, um, which I still, to this day, I mean, this is one of the, even now with this movie, it's an ensemble piece, it really is an ensemble. When they say that, it often isn't, but this really is an ensemble <laughs> piece. And um, it, it, it just about, I'm, I love the collective effort. It's, it's, it gives me great joy to work with everybody involved, the technician, the crew and the actors, everybody, so. Um, one of the many ensembles you were a part of, I was just looking through the, the different theater credits. We have a photo actually from an early one. This oh, is Jesus. from Angels in America, oh, right. I believe. Can we I, I got my clothes on. <laughs> I was naked up. for most of it. Can we see the photo from Angels in America, please? It's coming, I feel it. Ah. 
That's you and I poor Jason, Jason Isaacs. Isaac. Poor old Jason Isaac. <laughs> he looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that an important production? Obviously, a hugely influential play, a massive uh, yeah, undertaking. I, guess. I mean, I just was so, I was at the National Theatre in London. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, and doing this amazing play, which is, um, you know, Tony Krishna's writing isn't, isn't half bad. Um, so, yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was amazing. We did the, uh, Millennium Approaches and then Perestroika, which was the two, and we did them together. Sometimes we'd do it in one day, like nine hours of theatre, which is like kind of quite intense, but amazing. It's just amazing, amazing stuff. In, in making a stab at a feature film acting career, you do a film called The Power of One, with John Avildsen, a great yep. filmmaker, mm -hmm. directed that one. But it wasn't like a straight shot. It wasn't like a like that set you off on like an amazing run immediately in film. With all due respect, right? Like, it, did you feel like you still had some? I was trying to just keep control of things. I, you know, I, I mean, in that movie, I played a Nazi with a chip on his shoulder, um, which is a career. Um, <laughs> um, and I went. I remember going, flying out to LA. And I, I went up for jobs, I was doing castings, and I was going up for Nazis with chips on their shoulder. And, and, <laughs> and I thought, oh God, that's not good, is it? Because that's, that you know, that's what I don't ever want to happen. Right. So I left LA and didn't stay, and I could have easily just sort of hung out and done that thing that everybody does, I suppose, and eventually got a job or whatever. And I just was very, trying to remain in control of what was going on, um, and came back. Unfortunately, in England, there wasn't much of a, I mean, unless it was Merchant Ivory, there wasn't much of a, a, a film industry going on. It was sort of some really great, amazing movies coming out, but they were few and far between. Um, but I wanted to make movies, and that was, so I, I often went to, I made a movie in Germany, I made a movie in Hungary, I made, I mean, I, there were European movies going on, so I, I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do. This, this whole kind of thing of coming in and, you know, sitting in a cinema and, looking at something 30 feet across. I'd always had the dream of being up there. Yeah. And that, and, and that, that so that drove me, um, drove me on. And I'd made lots of small, very interesting movies, some, some better than others, but. Uh. So, and then when you start to do some of these larger, quote unquote, Hollywood films, right. like, is that, you know, is it an exciting moment when you're in something like Tomb Raider? Or is it like, okay, this is a job. This is like, a, this is what you do to it's kind so of It's so hard get... to kind of, I, I I mean, I had a lot of fun making Tomb Raider, and we spent time in Cambodia, and it was just, you know, I, I look back at it as a sort of, in a bit of a haze, really. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I still don't, actually, to tell you the truth. It was just all kind of like just a stab in the dark. But I just was like, I got this opportunity. It was in a big movie. And, and the trouble is in, in the film industry, a lot of people just say, this is going to be a good one for you. I mean, it's like, so how many times people say that to you? And it just... This is going to be the one. This is the one. This is going to be the one. <laughs> And it rarely is, and the way that actually careers work is, is so much to do with what maybe you did 12 months ago, right. and somebody sees you, a director sees you in something. The, the Angels in America, um, a producer called Charlie Patterson was, um, who did a thing called Our Friends in the North, which was a big 11 part, uh, 11 hour series on the BBC. He went to the National to cast, and he saw me there, and I got this part, which went on to something else. So it's never kind of, you know, yeah. it's never one thing. I remember around this time, one of the, maybe one of the first films I saw you in, uh, and an important collaboration for you is uh, in a film called Road Perdition. Right. Um, with Sam Mendes directing. Um, Tom Hanks, the great Paul Newman, of course. Yeah. 
Um, I want to show a clip of Go ahead. with Mr. Paul Newman. So it's younger. And not so. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. take a look at Road to Perdition. Connor, is there something you would like to say about last night? I'd like to apologize for what happened. Especially to you, Paul. Two weeks and a month. What can I say? We lost a good man last night. You think it's funny? Try again. I'd like to apologize. You would like to apologize? Try again. the same suit. <laughs> <laughs> you stole it from the set, how dare you? <laughs> um, I guess if you're gonna be dressed down by anybody, it might as well be Paul Newman. No acting required when he... I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, funnily enough, that was a long night. I think that was like five o'clock in the morning and Paul had been up all night, so and he kept, I mean, he just turned it in. It just, it was, he was very, 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 very special. <laughs> Did you... I mean, yes, I mean, I don't know if you, mm. that, that folks that haven't seen that documentary, Ethan Hawke did recently mm. about him and his mm. wife, Joanne, amazing. I mean, talk about the combination of movie star, actor, all the right things, a good human being. Mm -hmm. um, what do you take away from an experience like that? When you go into a job like that, is it, do you focus just on the work or do you try to glean something? It's hard when Tom Hanks and Paul Newman are sitting opposite, you have to say. <laughs> yeah. So it does, uh, but you have to get over that. And again, it's that thing of, you have to sort of, sort of step up to the plate and just get on with it. What I loved about Paul is that we immediately just started talking about acting. And as soon as I realized that he was an actor, which I know sounds probably not, it sounds a bit crazy, but I realized that it, I could talk to him because it was, he started talking to me about his, mo his, his racing team. And I was like, don't. Can we talk about who well, he was telling me how much, how he was trying to tell me how much um, um, Indy, the Indy 500 series was better than F1. I was like, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we can't, we can't cover everything, but obviously then there are things like, Lair Cake, Munich, which is another extraordinary film collaboration, yes, with Steven Spielberg. You have this amazing career going on, these amazing filmmakers you're working with, and for those reasons, you were a reluctant James Bond, it is fair to say. Is that yes. that's fair to say? it's fair to say, it's fair to say. Um, Kicking and screaming. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out for everybody, clearly. But um, what, were you, what was the top of the con list? The pros and the cons, what was, what was your greatest fear going into accepting that role? Um, I suppose it's on the, it, was, it was on the pro and the con list. It was on the pro list, it would change my life, and it was on the con list, it would change my life. Yeah. And that really was uh, something that I knew that I had a certain level of an anonymity, 
um, I could still kind of go out, I could still travel, I could go to an airport, I could do these things. And I knew that that would just sort of disappear. Um, but it was also on the pro list, so I, I, and, and it worked out for the best. I mean, that's the thing. I just couldn't, you know, <clears throat> I, I went, my closest friends, that's who I went to for advice. That's what I did. And they were just like, you've got to do this. You'll regret this if you don't do this. And that was it. And, uh, you know, so here we are. So spoiler alert for those that have not seen No Time to Die. I'm sure everybody has seen No Time to Die by now. Yes. <laughs> um, James didn't make it, sorry guys, uh, but what an ending. <laughs> um, James Bond will return, don't worry, it's all good. Yes, <laughs> a James Bond will return, just a different one. Mm. Um, you told me, we did a QA, and a I think uh, after it came out, that like that was in the plan for you right from the start. Like, I don't know, I don't wanna put you on the couch, but what does it say about a new James Bond that as before they've shot a foot of film says, and here's the thing, I want you to kill me. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. You got me. Um, well, why um, was that? I had, oh God, you know, I knew. Again, I've always, I'm a control freak. Listen, I, I can't hands up. I, I just, I've always <laughs> tried to kind of push my career in the way that I thought was right for myself and that what I needed to do. And I, it's not that I've had some grand plan, but because you know, you do the jobs that come 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 to you. But in my mind, I felt like, I, the story is I was driving away from the uh, uh, Berlin premiere with Bar Barbara Broccoli in the back of a, uh, of a car. And I couldn't remember how many, I, I can never remember how many films I'd been contracted to do, or what the contract was. I said, how many, how many of these am I doing? And she sort of said, four, I, I think. And I went, oh, okay. I said, if I do four, can I kill him off at the end? And she went, yeah. <laughs> And then 17 years later, I reminded her. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, I felt like, for me, selfishly, it was a way of walking away. Yeah. It was also, I felt like they'd had this amazing opportunity because we did Casino Royale, which was resetting the whole thing, but we went back to that in the beginning of the, um, um, of, of, of the story and you know, introduced, reintroduced me. I thought, well, that's what they need to do next time. And I felt like that would be good, the right thing to do, reset it. And there's no going back, no backsies. When, when, I, think back to, <laughs> when I think back to Casino, which was such a great start, directed by, the, by Martin Campbell, um, and there's so many scenes that really humanize this, larger, this often larger than life character, when you, whether you think of the black and white prologue, you think of you and Vesper in the shower, you, being tortured like no bond has ever been tortured before. But that's all in the book, you know, so it's great, you know. But is, is that part of the, is, was that part of the ethos, the mandate to you, for you and, and the filmmakers to bring a little bit of reality to kind of make him a little bit more relatable even as a kind of a super heroic character as he can be or, or what? I just, I can't, I'm terrible at impressions. So I knew that I couldn't come in and do something that was something that had been brilliantly done before. And that had, and I was, I don't know how else to do it. I mean, I'm being completely honest. I didn't know any other way of doing it. I felt that we had to, I felt that I wanted to reset everything. I felt that some of the gags had got old and I want, always desired to bring them back in. I think we managed to do it a little bit, uh, maybe not as much as we could have done, but I think we managed to do it a little bit. 
And I, I, I felt like I wanted to reset everything. I, I just felt that was otherwise, what was the point? Um, and I said to Barbara and Michael when we first did it, I said, look, if I can have a say, can I have a, an opinion? Can I have? And they were like, yeah, you can. And they gave me this sort of free reign to do that. I mean, Martin did a, a, a magnificent job. What? Um, and, 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 but, you know, it was a, it was a, a tone that was set that, um, that we did in the movie. I don't know. I, I, I just was, I had to go for it. That was, that was the simple answer is I had to go for it somehow. Yeah. I couldn't be what had gone before. I had to do something with it. And I was more than happy if it failed to walk away. I was just like, wow, you know, I gave it a, I gave it a go. It also seems like it came at, at such a perfect time in this collaboration with the producers that they were willing to take big swings with filmmakers. With all due respect, there have been some amazing filmmakers over the history of Bond, mm -hmm. but working with the likes of Mark Forster, Martin Campbell, Sam Mendes, Kari Fukunaga. Mm. You guys really went for Listen, special I mean, I, you know, we just, and again, casting. I mean, you know, Sam course, came in yeah. and, and cast um, Rafe and, 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 and Ben and it just the actors that came along and, and did it. And I was also, this, I had this thing, you know, I, I, I felt I had a duty. We had all this money. I mean, it's a lot, you know, I mean, it's really rare air to make those movies. People don't get a chance to make films like that very, and I was very aware of that and felt that that was such a privilege. We had to spend it in the right place and we had to get the best people we could. And that's all I ever shouted about was just like, let's get the best if we can, if we can afford it, let's do it. And people came and said yes, which was beyond. Do you pay any attention to, I mean, this is gonna, be, you're gonna be asked about this every day the rest of your life. Who's the next Bond? What do you think, who should be the next Bond, et cetera? Uh -huh. like, Today, as we sit here, there are all these rumors about Aaron Taylor Johnson, a great actor. Like, mm -hmm. do you like, oh, have you even heard that? Is that something like that you? I don't really pay any attention. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's a lot of noise. I mean, I'm not, I don't go on the internet and I don't have a social media account or whatever it's called. <laughs> so I don't, I'm like. I, Except for TikTok, you're huge on TikTok. Massive on TikTok. <laughs> Apart from TikTok. Um, um, so I just, you know, I, 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 it's, it's what it is. Will it be fun to watch just as a... Yeah, cool. yeah, of yeah. course. I'll be front and center. One of my favorite characters that you've played is, of course, FN1824 in Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Was that the character? Thank you. Yeah. One of my... Very dear to me. Is that what the character was called? Don't, don't pretend. <laughs> it might be. Do you see a future for FN1824? <laughs> Is there a spin-off series? Listen, I tried to get into the next two, but it didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> no, Do you feel like your Star Wars eligibility is up? Like, can you still play a Jedi if you've played FN1824? Good question. I don't know. We could throw it out to the audience. I don't People, know. <laughs> Are you, are you even be. a Star Wars guy? That was just happenstance that it, no. uh, Yes, 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 absolutely. Big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it, of course I did. Of course I did. I, I, I know, it was so trivia right now. I wouldn't have asked to be in them if I hadn't, wasn't being a fan. I've just played around and people have asked me and I've told them, I, I, I mean, but I, I would, um, Ben uh, Dixon, who's uh, um, an AD on, on the movie, uh, who's on uh, AD's our movies, and I, I was on uh, Pinewood and I said, because I was doing fittings, and I just said, uh, yeah, can I get a, get a part in this? And he went, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you can get me a part in this? He went, I'm going to ask um, 
you know, I mean, it was like the next day I'm in a fucking suit. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, these, they, they do not fit. I mean, and it's I mean, it's a terrible story. All I remember is that I had to wear this suit all day, and it, I, I couldn't feel my hands at the end of the day. And I thought, God, these poor people have to wear them in the desert. It's just like, I mean, like kudos to these people. Yeah, you're very lucky that mm. FN1824, uh, I just yeah. like saying the yeah. name, yeah, yeah. Uh, did not have to go to Tunisia. You could no. just do it on a soundstage yeah, in London. I could have just, like, I would have been awful. But no, I wouldn't have done it. I've gone to Tunisia, clearly. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in his rider, no Tunisia. No, no, no Tunisia. <laughs> This is the nerd part of the conversation, in case you couldn't tell. I'm doing great. Have you ever? How am I doing? Doing great. I'm not sure how you're going to do with this next one. Okay. Have you ever heard of the character Balder the Brave? Uh, no. There was a report, Daniel, yes. that you were going to be in Doctor Strange. Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> Don't you hide behind that mug, I'm Daniel Craig. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> in theory, would it be interesting to be in a Marvel movie? Oh, I'd, I'd take any job. I'm good. I'd just like, if the hours are good, I'd take any job. I mean, of course, it, it's like, um, sure, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. He's good. He's too good for me, damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think we have some questions from the audience. If you guys want to run them out, I'll oh ask gosh. them, because I've run out of important things to ask him. Um, do you miss, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Do you, when's the last time And the you winner had, is, um, oh, you're <laughs> They're all but <laughs> FN1824, okay. Right. It's gonna be a long night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, We're here for two more hours. Yeah. Um, when's the last time you had to audition? Were you a good auditioner? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Road to Perdition is a, is a prime example. Um, Sam flew me to Chicago to go and read for him. I, I, I would still read today. I have no problem with that. I mean, I think it's kind of important to kind of get to know whether you can do it or not. I mean, I, I, but, but he flew me to Chicago, and I did the reading, and he went, stop, stop, stop. It's, he said, the job's yours. It's just like, he just got, it was so terrible, my reading. <laughs> he just he couldn't say, he said, it's fine. I know you can do this. It's all right. It's fine. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I never took exams, so I couldn't tell you whether I would have been terrible in exams, but I just kind of get too nervous about these things. I'd, um... And yet you weren't nervous filming with Taika Waititi recently. <laughs> A advert, can we, can Vodka, we, let can me we, tell you. Can we skip I'm not trying to sell it, but I just, it's, you know. There's an, here's, can we just look at the image from the Belvedere Vodka app? Can we skip ahead? There it is. So, how much vodka was consumed to get you no, to be I in that sober. commercial? I was sober for some of it. <laughs> it's important to be sober for some of it. Yeah. Is that just a good release that day? I see what day is shooting. How long was it? Uh... We did it. Well, it was one of those things. I've done a few commercials before, and they're usually so quick, and you kind of literally spend like three or four hours, and then you're going to do a photo shoot, and they're going to do this. And I said, look, if we're going to do it. I need to get, I, need to, I mean, I need a choreographer. and, and, and you know, I mean, because I, I, I can't really dance. I mean, you can probably <laughs> tell. It's, a, it's very carefully edited. Um, <laughs> but it's so the brilliant... Choreographer, a choreographer called Jaquel Knight who came uh, to my home and we basically danced for two days and just he just loosened me up and got me and then we went and shot it in Paris on the Pont Neuf. It was amazing, really. And exciting news, Daniel has agreed to do a dance on the way out of this uh, conversation tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be not a good way to end the evening. No. It really wouldn't. <laughs> you think you want it, you don't. 
Um, all right, some questions from our wonderful audience. Uh, this is from Megan. You've Hi, Megan. Megan! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've done some incredible roles on stage. Is there one on your bucket list that you haven't tackled yet? Oh. Um, I, I, I mean, I've sort of done a bit of Shakespeare now. I mean, I'd love to do King Lear. So, I don't know, maybe sooner rather than later. I don't know. Yes, King Lear. King Lear! <laughs> it's time for Lear. You've yeah, got the whole yeah. rest of your life to do Lear. Right, that soon? Yeah, I don't know. I've always fancied doing it as kind of... I mean, he wasn't... He was sort of my age. Wasn't he? And I kind of fancy kind of something about that that might be interesting, that he's not sort of a doddery. Mm -hmm. you know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Lear. Lear. Mm. Uh, shout out Sam Zimmerman, film student at the University of Sam. Florida. <laughs> Sam Shy. Mm. What is the most important thing you look you for? <laughs> <laughs> if he's not dancing, I'm out of here. <laughs> What is the most important thing you look for? Oh, yeah, hey! <laughs> God. Sam's back! Uh, what's the most important thing you look for in a screenplay to, to decide whether or not you're interested in the project? Is there one intangible thing, what tangible is thing? Is it good? <laughs> Goodness. I mean, it really, you know, they're rare. I mean, good scripts are very rare. There's some scripts that have potential, and you go, yep, this is good, we can work on this. Most of them aren't good, and... Um, you know, when you get something from Ryan Johnson, which is like, and read it from start to finish, and then reread it immediately because it's like so great. It's like that's just yeah. Uh, Elliot wants to know. You've worked with such amazing directors: Spielberg, Vaughn, Mendes, Fukunaga, etc. Uh, do you take lessons from uh, previous uh, collaborators for future ones? You're the best Bond, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Elliot underlined best bond. He oh, underlined thank that. Thank so you. He really thank, you. That thank you, Elliot. Um, hello. Um, um, do I take Every day is, I mean, I know it's a sort of old kind of saying, but going back to school, when you go, I, I try and do that every day on set because it's, you know, there's always something new to learn. And, and as soon as I, I don't want to be cynical about this business. I love it to death. It's given me so much in life, um, personally, and everything else. And I, I just, I don't want to be cynical about it. It's, it's, it's really important. And it, 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 the, you've got to kind of just have an open mind. A friend of mine said, well, was an actor called Recif Fans, and someone asked him, what, 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 what's, what's the most important thing you take to a set, or what does you take to every set? He went, my sense of humor. And I kind of think that's funny. You have to have a kind of keep things you know, it's a good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any filmmaker that you chased for Bond that you wished you would have gotten? A filmmaker? Yeah. Like, I know Danny Boyle was Robert attached. Altman. Robert Altman? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, a different Bond. <laughs> um, I assume that's facetious. <laughs> no, <laughs> was, kind of. I mean, no, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't around. I don't think he was around, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, would just, he, he just was. Um... um no, I mean, it sort of was a bit, always, uh, there's, listen, there's lots of filmmakers I'd still love to work with, and not everybody, it's a, it's a huge machine, yeah. not every director wants to do a Bond movie, as much as it may sound like every director would, a lot of people are like, stay away from it, you know. Right, I'm keep, I, I want to see the Christopher Nolan Bond movie, he's a big Bond fan, he's yeah. talked for a while about it that. It might happen. Um, 
Did you get along with Fincher? He's my spirit about animal. I love that man. I did. Of course I did. Yeah. I have lots of laughs with him. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that was a dream of mine to work with him. So that yeah. was, I had a great time, yeah. Um, this does not have a name, so I, we can't give you a shout out. But of all the characters you played, who would be the one to be murdered? And who would be the one to solve oh, the crime? Oh, who asked that? <laughs> Show yourself. What was it? Sorry. What was it? Uh, of all the characters you played, who would be the one to be murdered? And who would be the one to solve the crime in a murder mystery party? That's a challenging one. That's a, oh, wow. That's a, who would be murdered? Who's the most? Oh. God, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I mean, in, in any funny way. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's. I just, I don't know who would be murdered. You have a lot of people that could solve the crime, whether yeah, it's I think probably maybe or, yeah. or Milton Wallace. How good a detective James Bond is, really. He was like, smash the door down. <laughs> <laughs> who did it? <laughs> uh, but, it's but, a very but, quick but, movie. It's a very quick short. movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I can answer okay. that very well. That's okay. Uh, did you know the twist in Glass Onion prior to shooting? Well, you had the script, I hope. I had the script, yeah. So I was, I mean, I never read them for the twist though. And I hope you don't have to kind of, I don't think you need to watch the movie for the twist, although they're there. And, you know, I know kind of, this is probably <laughs> like people say this all the time, please watch it again. But it really does bear watching a second time because Ryan is such a good writer and so generous. Everything you see pays off, and then there's other layers that are going on underneath. So yeah. it's worth it's really worth a second look. Uh, I believe this is uh, Brit Brit J. Brett. Brit Brit. Oh, a Brit or Brit. Hi, hey Brit. Hello. Uh, Brit wants to know if James Bond and Benoit Blanc were to meet in real life, what would they think of each other? Mm. <laughs> oh, it's a sweet that's a, question. That's a question. Yeah. Um, I think they would share a drink, don't you? They'd share it, they'd have a drink. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they'd kind of uh, compare notes. Benoit would scamper, Bond would break through he a wall. Certainly, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. They might arrive in different ways. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so looking ahead, I know Ryan has said he's, he's starting to write. He's starting to come up with an idea. So he says, yeah, I know. Do you get involved in the process or do you just wait for the script to come? I don't want to get, I mean, we discuss things and we've had, he's had some ideas and I just, I let him go on with it. It's so nice. It's so lovely just to sort of, he goes away. I mean, last time we had lockdown, so he couldn't go anywhere. Right. And he just sort of sat and wrote this. So hopefully we can, I can time. He'll go away to some place. I don't know where he, he has a sort of secret hideaway where he goes and sort of writes it down. So I just, I will look forward to reading the script when it comes. I mean, again, the to come full circle on our conversation, the beauty of a character like Benoit, you could conceivably play Benoit like in your 80s. Like you could play him to the end. <laughs> I mean, listen, if, if people are still laughing and liking it, maybe we will. So, you know, that would be. Yeah. So, so when we're, when we're back here in 30 years, we're more likely to be talking about the return of Benoit. We're not gonna see Harrison Ford style a return to, to Bond in 30 years. Never say never again, another guy said once. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> no, I don't think so, but you know, who knows? I mean, God knows what the future holds for, for us all. There you go. Yeah, sure. um, as I said, uh, these events are really special. Happy, Sad, Confused Live is, is really special to do at 92NY. It's been a great year of events. Uh, I want to wish this audience happy holidays. You, Daniel, happy holidays. Thank you, thank and, you. Um, thank you for having me, and thank and you for coming out tonight. Thank you, guys. Please <laughs> spread the good word. Uh, glass onion.
Glass Onion is on Netflix uh, December 23rd, a couple days from now. Spread the good word of this amazing movie um, and give it up one more time for the one and only Mr. Daniel Craig. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha